Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Best Bet Corner. I'm your host, Harry Gagnon, a Sunbet production. We've got a lot of stuff to go over today, a lot of sports, a lot of gambling. With me on the, on the show today, we've got Darren, the parlay kid, as usual. He's part of Me and him are two-thirds. We make up two-thirds of the Degenerate Trifecta on Cousin Sal's Against All Odds podcast on the Extra Points podcast network. His brother, Brother Bry, is also the other third of it. So that makes the three of us uh, the Degenerate Trifecta. Uh, he's hel- he's going to be on today. And also my NBA guru, who's been on the show a few times, too. And I always welcome onto the show Mike Jacobs, who's been on fire as well first i want to get to you darren listen you've been on fire lately you've been giving out parlays on extra points for nfl and you've also been doing it on uh on against all odds podcast our best bet you gave out a winner you've been on fire with giving out these money line parlays it's been great man nice job yeah i've been uh thank you uh i appreciate that and yeah i fit uh i had a five plus five ninety parlay yesterday that came in and a four ninety uh, that I gave out uh, on uh, the Extra Points uh, website there. Uh, but uh, personally speaking, it was not a great day. I was lucky to break even yesterday, put it that way. So I gave out some nice winners, but overall was just lucky to uh, call it an even day for myself. So a little disappointed in that, but um, still so much to be betting on, um, so much money to be had right now with everything coming up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 and Mike, Mike Jacobs, uh, my NBA guru, who's been on here a couple of times, you've been all over this NBA and we've discussed a little bit earlier today that you, we're going to get into some baseball a little bit today. We're going to get into a little bit of college and NFL, but, uh, Mike, you've been doing a great job yeah, on, the on the NBA, NBA too. Huh? No, it's been, it's been a nice little ride, uh, lately, Harry. Thank you. How you doing, Darren? Yeah. Good, Mike. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Well, listen, guys, I I think that, uh, you know, with Miami pulling out game three, Jimmy Butler was awesome. Uh, It was it was great to see. I want to get to a couple things and I want to see what you guys say about like first uh, for game four. The Lakers are a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, This over under sitting at two eighteen and a half. And the Lakers are a three ten favorite on the money line. Miami's at plus two fifty five is what I've seen lately. Um, Mike, listen, you're the NBA guy here. What are your thoughts for game four? I mean, can Miami pull this off again? I don't think so. Um, you know, if you look at the, how the last three series have gone for the Lakers, uh, 4-1, 4-1, 4-1, you know, they had that one game uh, in each series that they kind of lay down. And I think um, that happened last night. Um, I think LeBron and these and, and AD were going through the motions. Uh, I, I don't think so. I think the Lakers get serious and, um, they take care of business these next two games. Uh, and I think, and I'd take them with the spread as well. And so, so, so you think like, I also seeing Lakers minus 1600, 1600 still win the series. Miami, you can get a plus 900. You sit minus 1600 to play. You're saying, I mean, I don't, I don't play that. I wouldn't play the minus 1600. I would just take them the next two games, just take them with the points. And then after they're up three, one, take them with the points again. And, and, you know, they're, they're going to taste blood at that point. Um, you know, during a, a long season, even, even, you know, it's the bubble, there's no fans, you're going to have a game where you kind of get, you know, kind of sure. blindsided. And I think that's what happened last night. I mean, there's no way in hell should they have lost to that team last night without, without, uh, Bam and, and Dragic, but you know, it's going to happen. And, and, you know, AD is not going to play the way he did last night. Um, 
I just Lakers are too good. So Darren, to me, you, it's going to be another four-one series. Okay, Darren, you feel the same because look, this is a couple games yeah. now though. AD's taken off rebounding wise. Yeah, well, I know that because I've lost money on his over/under rebounds uh, mm. a couple times now, so I can vouch for that. That's why tomorrow I'm going with LeBron over nine and a half rebounds, just so you know. But I agree with Mike. Mm. I called on our extra points uh, on our Against All Odds podcast. Um, I said, go with the Lakers in five or Lakers in six. Uh, You were getting pretty good value. I still stand by that. I think Mike is exactly right. Uh, I think the Lakers just had that one of those performances last night where Butler had an all-time performance and the Lakers were just bad. So that's just, Mm. hey, by the way, Butler, uh, when was the last time a guard uh, scored 40 points without taking a three-point shot. That was an old-school performance Wow! Uh, by Butler. Good to see. Uh, excellent player, but I just think now the Lakers get serious. They want to go home. Uh, I, I think Mike's right. I think, what are they? I think they're minus seven and a half tomorrow, the Lakers. I would run. Yeah. I would, I would, I would take the Lakers in that line and, um, and, and do it again in game five. I think it hits twice here. I think Miami will be game for like a half, maybe even two and two and a half quarters. And then I think we'll see the Lakers start to pull away in both of these games. So I think Mike is dead on with this. Interesting. Mike, you know, on against all odds, I did take uh, the heat to win the series, mainly because I wanted to root against LeBron. But also uh, I did have the Raptors last year uh, as an underdog. And I thought the way they were playing, I mean, before these injuries, now now with the injuries, it's a totally different situation. But I just thought with uh, the way they were playing and the way they handled the Bucs, especially, that they would have a chance against the Lakers. Because the Lakers, I mean, granted, like you said, they had three losses, in one in each series. But they haven't looked overly dominating, in my opinion. So I just thought that maybe Miami would have a chance. It would be it's it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow night, though. Really, honestly, I mean, we're taping this on a Tuesday. Excuse me, we're taping this on Monday. So we'll uh, we'll the game game two game uh, game four is uh, Tuesday, right? Yeah. So you know, we'll, Harry, we'll, uh, we're, we're, Harry, we're watching. You know, the next Michael Jordan. We're watching the second greatest player, in my opinion, of all time. It's to me. You look at a team like Denver. That was an excellent team. They beat, you know, the the Clippers. And if you go back to our take three one, ago, right? We were picking the Clippers to 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 win the whole thing. You're yep. dealing with a guy right now who is, you know, is going to go down as like the best or the second best player ever to play the game in LeBron. So it you just to me, you can beat Milwaukee. You can beat Boston. You know, the Denver can beat the Clippers. This is the Lakers. This is LeBron James. I, I just don't think, you know, anything short of a, a, a team made up of of Durant, Clay, and Steph, you're not going to beat LeBron James. I, I just, I just don't see it happen. That's that's fair. That's fair. You know, look, what, what we, what I, do, I'm wondering about you, what you guys think here too, in terms of player props betting it during these games. Two games ago, I won when I had Butler over 23 and a half points. Then they shot him up to 25 and a half for, for Sunday's game. After he had this performance uh, on Sunday night, what are they going to make the number on Butler for the game? And do you guys like the over? Uh, let me start with you, Darren. What do you think? What do you think the number is going to be on Butler? Well, I could see it. Look, I think it's still got to be reasonable. I know they shot that up. 
you know, what are we talking? Maybe 26 and a half here, maybe. Uh, how much would they go up here? I know without a couple of their other players, uh, that number might go up even higher than that. Uh, I I just don't know if and I Drag- would. Dragic takes the most. Dragic takes the most, most shots on this team. Exactly. And look, Butler. You got to remember, he did drop forty. He shot fourteen for twenty from the field, right? And then he made another uh, twelve free throws. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to get that type of performance again for Butler. But look, you don't have to, even if he shoots, uh, you know, much less of a percentage uh, than that. If he's taking twenty shots. Uh, he's getting to the line. If if it's somewhere around 26, 27 points uh, and he takes the same volume, he's going to have a good shot to go over that. So oh, I just don't know if I would touch that, Harry. I feel like I've been getting burned on these yeah. player props like crazy in basketball. I mean, I had Davis over nine and a half rebounds a couple games ago. I think in game two and he had nine. I, I just keep I'm just getting burned with it. So. But I am going. Le- Some, I am going you have LeBron to worry about. over nine and a half tomorrow. So. Okay. Something. Something we've talked about this before, Darren. That you have to worry about it in these playoffs when you get to bet player props. You better not get a blowout. That's exactly, oh yeah. Yes. Exactly right. 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 Exactly well, right. right. If you get the blowout, you better hope you have a lot of unders. What do you think they're going to put? Do you think they'll? Do you think they'll go even higher? Another two points on Butler, Mike. So Harry um, Butler was kind of twenty even. Uh, throughout the playoffs, right at, right at right. 20. Um, then once uh, Dragic and, and Bam went down, I, I saw he, uh, at my side, he went up to 23 and a half. And then last night he was 25. I, I think you're going to see 20, like Darren said, 26 and a half, 27. I mean, it was kind of like the Jamal Murray thing. You keep scoring 40 and 50 points. You can't, you can't put it down at 23 when the guy's getting in the first half, you know, mm-hmm. you want to get the, get it, the balance. So I would not be surprised to see 26 and a half, 27. So Harry, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking yeah. at FanDuel right now. So they have the mm-hmm. points up, um, 24 and a half for, for wow. Butler. At That's actually a, a- over 24 and a half minus minus one fourteen. You know, it's interesting, Darren, Fair. because, we don't know right now if uh, Bam, if Bam and Drogic yeah, play, I go exactly. under. Right, exactly. I take that under. Exactly. Because exactly. as you said, Darren, he doesn't he doesn't shoot that much. Dragic will, 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 will you know Dragic shoots eight for twenty one every game. He, he shoots a ton. This guy shoots you know seven for 15, 13 for nineteen. I think he was last night or whatever he was. He doesn't shoot that much. So if you put Bam and, and Dragic out there, I take that under. I, I agree with that. I agree. It really depends on, and uh, we, we don't know if they're playing. So I think you're right, Mike. I don't think uh, if they're not playing, you might want to jump on that over. If they are playing, you might want to jump on the under. I think it's kind of exactly like that. That sounds, yeah, exactly. Listen, guys, one last thing in the NBA. Just curious, uh, finals MVP, there's odds out there. James is minus 225. He's the favorite. AD is at plus 190 and Butler's at 10 to 1. I think it's fair to say that nobody else would win it at this point. Nobody else could win it. I don't think anyone could win it for uh, for Miami unless it was Butler, obviously. Uh, but with James being minus 225, is there anything AD can possibly do to steal it at plus 190? Anything, Mike? Well, I mean, you know, they're going to he, he threw up a real stinker last night and um 
and LeBron almost got the triple double. But a, a loss is a loss. I think if he, you know, if he plays out of his mind the next two days, um, I think the, the the voters would love to give it to someone other than uh, than LeBron. So I just, you know, I, I just think he needs to. 30s to 40 points in the next two games, and LeBron's, you know, a little pedestrian, and then, then maybe he can steal it. But, Harry, one, I just got to say one thing, if you don't mind, before we move on. Mm-hmm. Darren, sure. I want to, I uh, what you mentioned about um, Anthony Davis, it seems like um, right when they inserted uh, Dwight Howard into the starting lineup, that kind of, that kind of killed, uh, AD's uh, rebounding, but I want to get. I want to tell you guys a stat for a sec, okay? Yeah, sure. So I'm looking at I'm looking at, at Nikola Jokic. Okay, this is what he did against the Clippers. I don't I'm, I don't have too many. I got one, two, three, four. Okay, here's what he did in the last five Clipper games, rebounding wise: 12, 11, 14, 14, 22. Okay, here's what he did against the Lakers: six, six, ten, seven, seven. So it, it's so much about matchups. And one of my best bets that I was giving my buddy Andy was the under in the in the Jokic rebounds in that series because I had seen in the regular season too he only got over six uh, rebounds I think one time and that was a, an overtime game so his rebounds were you know ten ten and a half he went under every single game against the Lakers so it's a lot of a lot of it is matchups um, and. Uh, you know that that's something that you should look at when you do these uh, props is how do guys do against certain teams? Clippers every night he went over. Lakers every game he went under. So just something to think about. Oh, that's a great stat. Thanks, Mike. I mean that makes a lot of sense. To, I mean he went Jokic went nuts and then he and then he didn't do anything against Lakers because they got they, they Lebron's all over the place getting rebounds and you got AD in the middle too. And you got Howard and you got McGee and they're, they're a big, they're a big team of Lakers. They're a big team, whereas the Clippers were not. Absolutely. Listen, listen, I, I do want to, I do want to thank you, uh, Parlay Kid again, because I know like, again, we're taping this on Monday and we're cutting in a little bit to uh, your Yankees. So they're going to be playing very soon <laughs> against the Rays. Oh, so yeah. I appreciate that. Um, so, uh, and boy, what did the Yankees pound the crap out of the Indians? That was something. I mean, uh, in the two games. Seven home runs. And uh, listen, Darren, good luck to you, you and your Yankees. Uh, Mike's a Mets fan, by the way. He doesn't like the Yankees mm. at all. So, Oh, boy. Yeah. Jeez. But I did take the no runs first inning tonight. <laughs> Love that. Nice. Love that. What was, what, nice. what, were the, uh, what was the line on that? I'm late, uh, minus 160. But Cole versus Snell, uh, I think that, that's a that's uh, love, a, a shoe. Love in. it, love I, it. I took I took I took under three and a half in the first five innings because it's also playing in San Diego, so a little dark to the light with the field, you know, with the with the shadows. Playing that a little bit too, but guys, since we're since the games are being played right now, the two games um, today on Monday for tomorrow when we put out the podcast, I'm just curious. First, I'm going to start with you, Darren. Like, who do you think? has a better chance to move on here in terms of an underdog, the Marlins sitting at plus 240 against the Braves for the series or the Padres at two and a quarter against the Dodgers who, who had a plus one for ridiculous 146 run differential in 60 games. Yeah. Who do you like D? Well, uh, we Padres is still down some of their pitchers, right? So, Right, um, and their their staff was really thin, just trying to get through three games uh, against the Cardinals, and boy, they they really eked that one out. That could have easily gone the other way. The Marlins seem to be riding high. Um, I don't know if uh, many people 
even really good baseball fans could name more than three or four guys in their lineup or more than a right. f- more than a few guys in their rotation, but they seem to have some real good mojo going for them right now. So uh, honestly, I, I think just because the Dodgers seem to be the best team in the major leagues right now or the whole season, really, as you said, as you noted by their run differential and the Padres, just the staff being banged up. Uh, I'd have to say the Marlins over the Braves. I, even though the Braves took care of business against the Reds, the Braves could have, well, they should have lost game one uh, to to the Reds, right? So they, they got by yep. that game and uh, the extra innings there. Uh, I, I just think the Marlins uh, match up uh, probably a little bit better right now and feeling really good about themselves. Young, energetic. They really almost don't know any better right now. There's no pressure on them. Um, so I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Marlins, I, I would take, uh, out of those okay. two teams. Look, they shut down the Cubs. They allowed one run over those two Man. games. I mean, now they were four and six against the Braves. The Padres were four and six against the Dodgers, but this Padres team, Mike, they're a fun team to watch. Tatis hit 455 in the series. Uh, Will Meyer hit 333. They got Machado and Hosmer on the team too, and they're they're basically Darren mentioned uh, their ba- their pitching staff right now is like pitchers by committee. I believe in that game three win against the Cardinals, they had that was the first time ever in Major League Base baseball history that a shutout happened with nine pitchers. So. Obviously, they're struggling pitching-wise, but that was one heck of a performance to win game three and move on against the Dodgers. Do you think they got a shot against the Dodgers? I don't, actually. I do not. Um, I think that, you know, you could throw nine pitchers and shut out the Cardinals. The Dodgers lineup from top to bottom is incredible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, starting with Mookie Betts, who's, who's, who seems to be impossible to get out. But then you got Kershaw, who is just dealing lights out. You got one of my favorite pitchers in, in baseball, Walker Bueller, who's starting uh, game one. I just think when you have when you have those two studs, uh, Kershaw and Bueller, and you've got a lineup like that, and you've got a hungry Dodgers team. I mean, this team every year seems like they're going to win the World Series and they and they fall short. Um, and then you got the Marlins, who seem like they they win the World Series every time they make it to the playoffs. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't think that I don't think the Padres have any chance. I agree with you that they're a fun yeah. team to watch. Even though I bet on the Cardinals, I was kind of rooting for the Padres. It was great to see, but I just think this Dodgers team is too strong. I, 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 I don't think this is going to be much of a series. I will throw this out there. I, I don't have, I don't have a lot. The one thing I don't have a lot of faith in Dodger wise is Kenley Jansen. Um, I think he could be vulnerable. He was in the playoffs last year. Uh, and I will say this about Kershaw. He did have a great performance against Milwaukee, but that was, I, and I, and listen, I, guys, I know that was the playoffs, but this is really now the playoffs. Uh, I think, and, and it was against Milwaukee. It was an under 500 team. Kershaw this year, six and two, but in his starts, he pitched against one team this year, one team this year that had a above 500 uh, record, and that was the Padres, and he lost that game. So I will just throw that. I'm just throwing that out there. I just think the Dodgers hitters, you know, they got. I think Bellinger's batting sixth. I mean, what does that tell you? That's yeah. a damn good hitting yeah. team. That that yeah. Dodger team. AJ Pollock led them in homers. I mean, honestly, you know, that's, that's you know, good player yep. Pollock, incredible. Yeah, yeah. But, but that you well, know, Justin Turner, Muncie, Seager, 
you know, Smith, you name it, obviously Betts, they just, Bellinger, they just get you from top to bottom, that team. Just eventually they do get to you offensively. Absolutely. Now, guys, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go to NFL in a second, but first, real quick, got a couple games here. I mean, I don't know how your feel is, Mike. Me and Parlay Kid are a little bit turned off about college football. Um, uh, just because of the way it's been broken down and the scheduling and, and who knows what's going to happen from week to week. Now there are three games out there that are decent this weekend. I guess, you know, Texas is playing Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma's minus two and a half, but boy, uh, both teams seem to be really struggling. Uh, Tennessee is at Georgia. That line is 13 and a half for the Bulldogs. I got bit last week on that game. I, I went against, uh, Georgia Mike and I, and I got, I suffered the, uh, Big time loss with Auburn. They had no offense whatsoever. They and Knicks had no time to to throw the ball. So Georgia's defense is solid again. And Miami is playing Clemson. Clemson's fifteen here. I'm going to lead with you, Parlay Kid, because I think I'm going to go against you here. I think you like Clemson. Is that correct? I do. I have them at. Uh, did I have them at fourteen or did I have them at fifteen? I thought I had them at fourteen. Oh, you had fourteen and a half, and I saw Four- fifteen. Okay, so, yeah. yeah, I thought I saw that on FanDuel today. Um, yeah, look, I, you know, I've, uh, I, I talked about Miami er, a couple of weeks ago before the season started. And I, I did say that they were getting things together, uh, in Miami, they brought a good quarterback in who was formerly at, uh, Houston. And I thought that things were looking bright, uh, for them. Uh, I just think, uh, when Clemson wants to really, I, I think Clemson, uh, has kind of let teams hang around a little bit more this year so far uh, than they normally would. I don't know. I feel yeah. like uh, even in the and Virginia game the other night, they're kind of letting teams hang around. Yeah. I, I think they're done with that. I really think they're going to be done with that. And I think now they come out against a team like Miami. Uh, maybe, you know, one of the, like, I don't know if it's, I wouldn't say it's a rival for them, but maybe it's a future rival. And I think they just, uh, I think they beat them up. I think they just, much more talented. They're much you know, more talented than almost every team in the country. And I think this is this will be kind of their statement game this week, Clemson, to me. Uh, and I think they roll. I think they roll over Miami. Wow. And kind of could have kind of put them back into their uh, place there. So interesting, Dave. Because because yeah, because if you look at Clemson's schedule, they play down the stretch. I guess. You know, even though Pittsburgh Pittsburgh lost this past week as a two touchdown favorite, I mean they have Pittsburgh on the schedule, but that's it. This game in Pittsburgh, they do have Notre Dame. I, I guess that, that counts. Obviously, that's a big game too. But they've beaten them historically lately. Sure. And but I don't know this Miami, the Sierra King. He had let, let, he's got six touchdowns, no picks. They're three and zero. They're getting uh, six yards a carry. They're running back Cameron Harris is getting. Uh, 8.2 yards a carry. Their defense has played well, 10 sacks and six turnovers. But I think that the Sierra King, remember, two years ago at Houston, he had 50, 50 total touchdowns. Now, I know that's in, uh, you know, weaker teams are playing, but still 50 total yep. touchdowns. Getting two more than two touchdowns. But I also can see your side of it because Clemson maybe has just been, I don't know, maybe they're even bored. Maybe they're bored. Uh, yeah, that's, with these lackadaisical games. That's kind of the impression I'm getting, and they're just kind of playing down to their competition a little bit, uh, you know. And I think this week I, they just step you, it up a notch. 
you know, I did like Miami. I sort of like your reasoning. You may have talked me off of this. So, I mean, Mike, what do you think? What, is there a game out there that you like? Well, you know, I got to say just uh, real quick about Miami. I watched that game against Florida State. What happened at Florida State program? I mean, oh, growing up as a kid, oh you know, Bobby Bowden, you, you know, we, we saw so many great Florida State, Miami games, and just all the great players from Florida State. Yeah, I still remember Charlie Ward before he played for the Knicks, won a Heisman uh, for Florida State. Yeah. It's just so sad, but that uh, that program. Uh, they, uh, Mike, they struggled last week. They, for three quarters, they were like tied with Jacksonville State last week. Mm. But um, I, I actually kind of disagree with Darren. I, I think that Miami's going to uh, going to play him tough. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, mean, I could be wrong, obviously, but I, I take the 14 and a half points. But, you know, I'm, I'm a big uh, I'm a big 10 guy and I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, to that season finally starting up. Uh, um, Halloween Day, uh, Ohio State, Penn State, six versus nine. That's what I'm really looking forward to. Um, so I'm going to reserve my, uh, my my picks till uh, till Big Ten season starts. If That's all right. <laughs> nice, buddy. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen. Very good. Yeah, we just wanted to touch a little bit on college football. So now we'll go to the we'll go to the NFL. And boy, first, I just want to get before we get to any games, guys, uh, heading into Monday night's two games uh, on Sunday. There were 13 games played. Eleven of the 13, 45 points or more were scored. I mean, there was scoring all over the place. Darren, what do you make of this? Yeah, I I I. I guess maybe it has something to do with uh, the lack of a preseason, lack of hitting in a preseason. Um, the game is Are guys backing off a little bit. You I, know, I, where maybe you know, look if you want. Me and you have talked. If, me and you have talked about it, Darren. About play, teams that you can tell, we can see it. The secondary is playing soft. They're playing so far I, off receivers. Yeah, is that I don't what, know. You know, is, you know, according, you know, like for example, take my Cowboys for example. Uh, they don't want to tackle anybody. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, everything I've kind of uh, read about them is, you know, they find that the defense is a little too complicated. Uh, they didn't have time to really learn all the intricacies of it um, with a sh- you know, different type of preseason. Your your dude, Worley, was lost out there They're yesterday. Lost. They look lost. I mean, but... So I don't know if that's the factor or they just didn't hit. They haven't been hitting enough. Like, is, is it very possible that these guys really don't hit during the week either? So the only contact these guys might have had uh, might have is during the games itself. And that's impacting it, even though, you know, it's not like uh, I see other teams with tackling problems or anything like that. I just I think it's an offensive league now, Harry. Uh, and. I think more than ever, that's just what we're seeing right now. And uh, I, I guess we're going to see these lines eventually start skyrocketing up. Uh, and, and uh, you know, what's the average score going to be is, you know, it's like you said, what was the every game went almost every game went over or was close to. Going and, 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 we're, and we're seeing a lot of these totals. We're seeing 55s, 56, 57s already. I mean, they're making adjustments. Uh, you know, every week now. I mean, it's it's wild. I mean, Mike, are you are you jumping on totals or are you not a total guy? You know, I just got to say real quick, I'm, I'm watching the NFL Red Zone yesterday and I thought I was like playing a video game. Every single <laughs> guy that went back to pass is throwing these 30, 40 yard passes. Everything is complete. And I'm and just kind of like what Darren was saying. I'm like, what what has happened to this de- to the defense? 
It, everyone was, every pass was complete. I know these guys are I, coming I know down with on. these. Coming down. They're coming down with these catches 40, 50 yards downfield. Oh. Even when it's contested, the receiver's coming down with it. It's like, it, it's unbelievable. It's like when that ball goes up, can, can I, like, you just feel like it's going to be caught by somebody on the offensive side. Let me, let me tell you ball. guys something. Yeah, let me tell you guys something. I had on three parlays, three parlays, my only loser. And I can deal with it, but but I had three parlays, my only loser, and I had the Dolphins plus seven and a half. We know they lost by eight, but are you kidding me? There was there right before half, right before half, they're at their own 37-yard line with 19 seconds to go. Can you give up a field goal? Of course you can. It can happen, but you can't give up a touchdown. They gave up a touchdown, and I lose by half a point. They gave up a bomb, missed coverage, missed coverage that got them down to the seven-yard line with six seconds to go. They ran a play, scored the touchdown, and that was a killer. Now, Miami didn't quit on Brian Flores. Flores came out of the locker room, and they played tough, uh, and their kicker, Sanders, made every kick they needed to, but I still lose by half a point when there's no, no reason in the world how you are supposed to give up or should give up a touchdown at your opposing team's 37 with 19 seconds to go. I mean, where's the nickel coverage? Where's the, where everyone's got to be hanging back. You can allow that 15 yard, 20 yard play underneath, but you can't allow a, a 60 yard pass. You, you, uh, you're Harry, right. I had, you're yeah, right. you are right. Yesterday I had, um, I had the Cowboys uh, plus six and a half, and then I took them in an alternative line plus three and a half, plus two forty. They made it forty-one thirty-eight. Uh, three minutes to go. They're basically running out the clock, and uh, Odell Beckham gets a a fifty-yard uh, r- rushing touchdown yeah. where it looked like he was going to lose fifteen yards. Oh so my gosh! So that was gosh. a crusher oh for God. me. Well, can't tackle that. You know, you know, you know what, Mike and people—they're not talking enough about it. Um. You know, Beckham made a very nice run, but Alden Smith could have tackled him for like a 10, 15 yard loss. Like mm-hmm. he just kind of yeah. took like a bad angle. And that's the difference. If the Cowboys make that play right there and it's second and 25 now or second and 20, uh, Cowboys have plenty of time to get that ball back and come down and score. They just, they don't make plays. Like they just, I, I, I'm, I'm dumbfounded to why they just can't make any single play ever. And it's not just them. There's there's a lot of bad defenses out there right now. Yeah, boy, there 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 really are. Listen, guys, we've got a couple games here. Thursday night. Let's let's just see who we like here. Thursday night. I'm gonna give my pick here on Thursday and then see what you guys think. Tampa Bay, uh, minus five and a half, uh, totals forty eight and a half at Chicago. I, I you know, uh, that that Tampa Charger game was wild yesterday. That was crazy. I mean, uh, terrible decision making um, by the Chargers to even why, why would you even consider running the ball in that last 30 seconds, 40 seconds of the half when you're at your own five yard line and they fumble and it cost them a touchdown, you know, should have went into halftime 24 uh, seven, but it was 24 14. That turned out to be the difference in the spread um, as Tampa Bay covered. But I just think Brady, again, got through a pick six, but also came back with five touchdowns. The Bears, I guess it's just just Foles has to be it, he can't be the man because he he's never the man. 
until he has to be like like Superman off the bench or something, you know, and just spur the team that way because he just can't get it done. Uh, the Bears offense looked pathetic last yesterday. Darren, me and you and Brother Bry and, uh, and Sal were texting. And I, I think and I know Brother Bry's best bet was uh, was the Bears. And he was furious at the offense. I think maybe in this situation, they just don't see too much for the Bears offense here. And they very easily could be 0-4. Uh, I think Tampa, even laying that five and a half, I think they roll them. What do you think, Mike? You know, normally I'd say, you know, take the home dog to division game, take the five and a half with those screaming, rowdy fans. You know, it's different now without the fans. Um, mm-hmm. If you if you look, I'm going to give you guys a stat you're probably not aware of right now. I do this um, this uh, this league where you pick every game against the spread. And the last few weeks, I've just been very busy, and I, I've just let the uh, computer auto-pick it. But my auto-pick is visiting teams. I'm in fourth place um, of, with about 150 people. Look at um, yesterday's wow. games. The visiting teams have been covering almost two-thirds of the time. One of those wow. reasons is because there's no fans. I mean, I'm looking at this. Yeah. All right, the Broncos covered on the road. The Giants covered on the road. Uh the Browns covered, the Saints covered, the Seahawks covered. I'm just, you know, the Ravens, uh, the Vikings, the Colts, the Bills, the Eagles last night. The Eagles were an eight-point dog. They won by five. I just think without having fans, it, it, it takes away that home field advantage. So go with the better team. And, and you know, I think Brady, given five and a half, I'll, I'll give five and a half over, over, over Foles. I'll take Brady. Yeah. Absolutely. Darren, you feel the same? I do feel the same. I thought it was strange yesterday. I'm surprised with Coach Nagy there in um, Chicago. Uh, it was apparent that Falls didn't have it from the start yesterday. And wouldn't it have been fair to go back to Trubisky at that point? I, d- I was waiting. I said, hey, why not just play the hot hand if you're the Chicago coach, right? Like You were, you were calling that in the third quarter, Darren. I, I was saying that. I just thought... Um, Foles just didn't have it. He looked, I just, there are days where he's just, his arm, I don't, I'm guessing his arm strength is is still good because there, there are days he won a Super Bowl and he came in last week against the Falcons and lit it up, but uh, he just didn't seem to have it. And I was saying maybe Trubisky could make some plays with his legs. I was surprised they they waited on Foles. And like you said, if if you really just go with the matchup of Brady versus Foles, I don't know if, uh, if Chicago has the offensive weapons to match mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's offensive weapons, I just uh, Montgomery is just not. I, I have him in my fantasy league. He's not distinguished distinguished himself as a above average running back by any means in the NFL. Uh, and Doesn't it seem like every care every carry he does is two and a half yards? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Allen Robinson is legit on that team. Yep. Uh, he's legit. He made he a couple help. great catches. But who else are you scared of on that team? There is nobody that scares you mm-hmm. on that Chicago offense. So I think, like Mike said, uh, you, you take you take Tampa. I know it's a short week and they got to travel. But, um, you know, when Brady's focused, he's focused. And right now he's feeling it. He's feeling it. He feels yeah. good. Uh, and I, I like them in this game as well. Yeah, I, I mean, like, like I said, that's a clean sweep for us, too. I mean, there's a couple other games, too. And like real quick before we get out of here, like I, there's a couple of games I sort of feel like are interesting. Uh, 
Pittsburgh is home against Philly in-state rivalry here, if you want, if you will. Uh, Seven-point favorite. I'm not that big on Pittsburgh. They've won by 10, 5, and 7. It's the third home game in a row. Uh, But Philly, that was a big win. That was a huge win for Philly. So plus 7, that seems interesting to me. I'd lean towards Philly with a 7 there. And uh, Indy with the best defense. Who Who saw this coming? Indy with the best defense in the NFL going up against Cleveland, who's put up 35, 34, and 49 the past three weeks. Uh, Indy, again, same situation uh, as in this past week. A a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Uh, They covered and did the job defensively, like we just mentioned, against the Bears. Can they do it against the Browns in Cleveland? Interesting. Uh, Mike, what— Aside from if it, maybe you like one of those two games, but is there a game there that really uh, before, like I said, before we get out of here, really that you like? Well, you know, don't forget Pittsburgh's getting that early bye week by, um, you know, with the COVID by not playing. So mm-hmm. um, they are rested. Um, I think early in the season that, that that could mean a lot. You know, Darren, you made a good point about the preseason. I mean, it's. Uh, you know, we didn't get a chance to see these guys play. Personally, I've lost four player props because of injury actually five oh because gosh. of injuries oh yes I'm the, um, happening I, to yesterday me too. Eckler, yes, yes. yeah yesterday i had chubb and eckler i lost i yes. the week before i had barkley free sterling shepherd um you know it's it, oh these guys gosh. are just getting injured oh, yes, left yes. and right yes Mike, that Chubb, and that that Chubb, that chubb injury sucked because that wasn't even yeah that was after the play that really I sucked know. and he would have got those touchdowns yep he would have he would have, but but I, I kind of like Pittsburgh. Um, I know, you know, like I said, I, I I just think the bye week they are three and zero, and the competition hasn't been great. But um, I would I would take Pittsburgh. Um, I'm just looking quickly. You know, it's funny too because you know you, you look at Herbert yesterday against uh, you got a rookie quarterback playing against Tom Brady. You knew that you knew they were coughing up that twenty four seven lead. You knew that wasn't lasting. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. It was twenty four fourteen, and the money line was only plus one thirty five. So the odds wow. makers knew even that down ten, it was like a pick 'em at that point. But uh, I think we'd be remiss, uh, Harry, if we didn't talk about the. Um, the running quarterback uh, first touchdown has become a, uh, a phenomenon lately. It's been a thing. Yep. And last night it hit again at plus twenty eight hundred. I mean, so, I'm the uh, first guy. I'm the first guy to rip Sam Darnold left and right. But that touchdown run, he, incredible! How fast did he look? I mean, incredible. why does he do that more often? Incredible. And uh, we'll see if, we'll see if he's better on his feet than he's better on his feet than his than his arm. That's for sure. Yeah, we'll see if Mahomes can do it again tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Darren, you got anything? Anything like a couple games, maybe, maybe yeah, a total out there? You what know, do you like? This is um, just looking at this week. It's, you know, you're starting to see teams are definitely starting to stand out more than other teams. It, it is an interesting week. You know, uh, I think mm-hmm. there's some definitely some good competition here. Like, you know, Harry, a couple of weeks ago, we we're talking about how good the Cardinals were, right? And now it's like, wait, were we, oh, are the Cardinals still just right. the Cardinals? Like, I, I don't yep. know how that could be because Hopkins is very good. And we were talking about Murray being a legit MVP candidate. And now it's like, what happened to them? He's out already. You know, it's like, what what happened? Yeah. So, uh, you know, if I'm going to roll with somebody this week, I, I kind of like the 49ers after a loss. Uh, I think the Dolphins are treading water here. Uh, I think they're, they're competitive. I think they play hard. But I, I do think uh, the Dolphins traveling to San Fran, they're coming off a loss, San Fran. Jimmy G back in the fold. 
Kittle is an absolute monster. Samuel is back. Uh, I, I think they blow the Dolphins out this week. I think the Dolphins have been competitive. But I think this week it kind of comes to an end with that. And I think the 49ers uh, find their groove. And I see them as a minus eight right now. Uh, I wonder if that line switches a little bit. But I, I do like them to cover okay. that. And uh, the other game I like, Harry, is just give me one second. I'm pulling it up right now. I, you know, I do you like, know, Darren, I, I do like the Steelers uh, as well. I think the Eagles. Mm. I think the Eagles, uh, man, I was, you know, you watched that game last night. We talk about offenses. And then watching the Eagles uh, almost, it's hard to believe they won because their offense seemed to be uh, something from back in the 1970s at one point. I just felt like uh, they just, again, what weapons do they have? There's nobody that scares you on that team. Uh, I think Pittsburgh coming off what's essentially like a bye week, Philly coming off a short week. Uh, I I think they really shut down Philly's offense. Uh, I think they cover the points there. And um, yeah, I think that's, you know, I guess we got to see how some of these games play out tonight as well. But those are the two that stand out to me. I'll probably take those two, like on a uh, two team teaser between the, the 49ers and the Steelers, I'd, I'd probably jump on a two-teamer right there. Okay, well, so I'll let you know, Darren. I'm going to give you a heads up if if uh, when Sal gives us uh, our outline for the uh, for uh, against all odds for the first week in the th- in three weeks, I'm I'm going to be passing on this Giants Dallas game. So you can have at it if you want. Yeah, I don't trust the Cowboys. I can't. Even, can you believe it? I can't even take them here. Oh, another team I like because I think I, I think we talk about the home team getting points. And I think the Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns are feeling really good about themselves. And I don't think, I think the Colts beat like just a, a bad Bears offense yesterday. Uh, and I, I think that uh, Cleveland's found a really good formula running the ball. Kareem Hunt can take Chubb's place and they'll be fine. So I, I think that uh, as I'm seeing, I think the Colts are kind of favored in that game right now. Uh, not by much, maybe a point, a point and a half or two points. Sure. Two, two, two and a half. Two and a half. Then uh, I really do like the Browns in that game. I really, I like the Browns and a look, lot. And, and and the Colts, yeah, they they won yesterday against maybe a bad Bears team. Like I said, they were very fortunate the Bears to be three and zero. They could have been. They could be zero and four. They beat the, and the Colts also beat the Vikings, who weren't very good, and uh, they also beat the Jets, who were awful. So interesting that the Browns are a two and a half point dog there, especially the way the offense is clicking. Yeah, and Miles Garrett's been and and Miles Garrett's a beast. So uh, he he can uh, single handedly win you a game, too. So very interesting. Like, uh, you know, like I mentioned, Darren, I'm going to stay away from that Dallas game, even though on against all odds the past two weeks, I've gone over in both of their games and they both flew over. I know this Giants team has no offense whatsoever, even though the running game looked actually decent yesterday against the Rams, which I couldn't believe. But again, uh, just looking at these games, look at Sunday night. I mean, Viking Seahawks, the total is sitting at 57 and a half. Mike, that's huge. You know, it's we used to back in the in the old days, we would it was very rare to see a game 53, 55, 56 points. And now you're seeing it with, you know, Viking Seahawks. You're not even talking about, you know, Chiefs, uh, you know, Cowboys. You're not even seeing it with the, the, you know, the cream of the crop. You're kind of seeing it with with almost any team. But um, so it's just it's it's crazy. I mean, you, you got to do it. I mean, you know, these games are all going over. But uh, there's one game that you guys haven't talked about yet. Uh, the battle of the undefeated next week: Bills and Titans, four and zero versus three and zero. What do you guys think of that one? 
Wow. Yeah. Uh, look, Josh Allen, I, I know, uh, and against all odds, I pointed out a couple of weeks ago, Darren, that we uh, uh, that I gave out him at uh, Josh Allen thirty-two to one for a possible Heisman. As well. I mean Heisman uh, MVP as well. Uh, it's he just it's, he's so accurate right now. I mean the guy is clicking. Diggs is looking fantastic. A Singletary out of the backfield is good. Defense is a little softer than it has been in the past couple of years, but Jordan Poyer uh, has been playing really well. He leads the Bills, I believe, in tackling. But I just think that uh, overall, this team, Mike, I just, I just love this Bills team. And look, you know what's funny is that Rams game. How many? I, we all know this, Darren. You know this too. They would have. This, this might be the Bills' year, and because look, they, there's no fans. So the Bills fans can't even celebrate a win because they're not in Orchard Park going crazy, getting drunk. And they also and also that game against the Rams, they would the Bills got that pass interference call and got a first down at the end of the game. If you guys remember the Bills in past years would never get that call. Never, ever do they ever get that call. They got that call. It was a screw job, really, because I don't think it was that bad of a pass interference play, especially with the game being on the line. And they gave it to them and they win the game. So I don't know. Maybe it's a Bills year. I can't be. I can't. Cannot not take the Bills. They're just rolling. You know, uh, Harry, I watched that game with the biggest Rams fan you'll ever meet. And the game was over. I mean, it was fourth down or whatever it was. It was the last play of the game. And they threw that pass interference call two, three seconds after the play. It was like a it phantom was. call. Uh, you, you never make that call. But you're right. I mean, you, do you remember when Justin Thomas a couple of years ago, the, uh, I think it was the U.S. Open, when his ball was sitting right on the uh, edge of the hole and then it dropped in and he just yeah. knew that was he was winning that tournament? That's kind of yeah, how sure. like how I feel about the Bills you, right you know, now. The, the only thing I would say about that, and I know it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm going off track here. Uh, with that play. And yeah, you're right, Harry. They would not have gotten that call. But how bad was that other call that went against them when their player caught the ball? Uh, they called him for a push-off, and then they gave the interception to the Rams player. I thought that was a... You that know was what amazing. I'm talking about? Um, yeah, I think that was that was right at the beginning. Of, that was like five minutes into the third quarter, yes. which turned the game around right, yes. and got the Rams and, on their comeback. It was the a comeback. terrible call. I still don't know how they even call that. But the one problem with the Bills is they do seem to have some uh, lackluster starts to their second halves uh, in almost every single game. They let Miami get back into the game. Mm-hmm. They let the Rams get back into the game. Uh, and they kind of let the... Raiders hang around a little bit in that game as well uh, until late when they finally pulled away. So um, I still think there's a little something missing from the Bills team. But uh, as Dave Damashek says, our pal, they're America's team now. They're America's team, the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) Right. Red, white, and blue. Yep. Listen, guys, thanks for being on. I just want to uh, I do want to go over real quick. Um, Again, on uh, we can if everyone out there listening, you want to go and check out our other articles, our other picks. Uh, me, Parlay Kid, producer Michael, and my buddy Eric Cohen. He we he writes up our golf article. We give out our golf picks on there. We have a contest there. We'll, our picks will be up and ready by uh, by. I'll have them up tonight, which is Monday, so they'll be ready for Tuesday morning. Uh, my the golf article will be up, and also um, my. NASCAR, Darren, I went in my six pack. I went three and three. I guess I'll take that. I've been a little cold lately in my NASCAR six pack. It's tough to follow this playoff format, but still three and three. 
six pack and NASCAR props. I'll have them out again. They're in Charlotte this week. Uh, and I'm currently sitting Mike at 93, 49 and one. And as Darren likes to mention, well, since I'm laying minus 130, 140s, I'm not that 93, 49 and one is like 50 and 50 is what Darren says. <laughs> That's a little better than that. <laughs> it is a little bit better than that. But, yeah, but, yeah. Okay. You know, thanks. But I, not I appreciate when you're throwing that, a lot Darren. of minus two twenties in there either. You know. No, then no. Uh, there, there, there. You know, there are no. There's mi- minus one fifty is the highest I'll go for the most part. I know, I know. Listen, well, guys, listen. Uh, again, uh, Darren, as always, thanks for being on. And everyone, again, you can hear me and Darren and Brother Bry and Cousin Sal on the Against All Odds podcast on the Extra Points Network every single week. Uh, Darren, thanks a lot for being on. And uh, and Mike, uh, it's always too. again, great stuff, great NBA in- input and everything else. I really appreciate you being on and taking the time to be on Best Bet Corner. My pleasure, as always, guys. My pleasure, as always. Thanks, Harry. Darren, thanks, man. Always, always, guys. And listen, everybody, enjoy the week. Enjoy the sports. We got tons of stuff, tons of betting. Hopefully, we gave you a couple winners this week on the show. Everybody, for the Best Bet Corner, I'm Harry. It's a Sunbet production. Everybody, have a great weekend. Take care, everyone. See you later.